It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. And you can find all of our podcast content at Facebook, where we post all of our shows. You can like the show there. And you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all of those things. You know the deal. And anytime you want to hit us up, and a lot of you have, on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, 920-341-3775. And a lot of you are angry. You're frustrated. You're disappointed. You're confused about a Packers 27-24 to loss to the Seattle Seahawks. And I have to tell you, I am right there with you. Green Bay led after the first quarter. Green Bay led after the second quarter. Green Bay led after the third quarter. Green Bay had double-digit leads in this game. You cannot, with your season hanging in the balance... The NFC North division more or less on the line because if you lose this game, the odds of catching the Bears are essentially nil. Green Bay would probably have to run the table and still get some help in order to catch Chicago. You can't have this happen. You can't blow second half leads. You can't blow fourth quarter leads. And there are myriad inflection points in this game where Green Bay simply didn't do the things they had to do. And there's going to be complaints about Mike McCarthy not going for it on fourth and two. And there absolutely should be those complaints. Late in the fourth quarter with just one timeout left, a little over four minutes to go. I understand the frustration. Tremont Williams echoed it after the game. You have to play to win. I agree. I felt like McCarthy should have gone there. Now, in the moment, I defended the decision to punt. If you can get it, there's, there is enough time to get a stop with your timeout and give the Packers the ball back. They didn't do that, and so the decision looks silly in retrospect. I didn't hate it at the time, but as I said on Twitter, I would have supported, I would have advocated for going forward on fourth down. I don't blame that call. For this loss, I blame Aaron Rodgers. And I have defended at various points of the season Mike McCarthy. I've defended Aaron Rodgers against criticism. I have I have done a lot when it comes to insulating 
some of these players and coaches who have come under fire from the fan base and said, look, there are extenuating circumstances. You look at Aaron Rodgers' final line, 21 of 30 for 332, two touchdowns. That's a 128.8 passer rating, averaged over 11 yards an attempt. I can't remember a more hollow statistical game from Aaron Rodgers than this one. He hits the two big plays to Devontae Adams. That's a 57-yarder and a 41-yarder. Well, that 41-yarder should have been a touchdown. He underthrows it. He continues to make off-target throws in shocking situations. Third and two, you have Marquez Valdez-Scantling wide open. You have to go get three to tie, a seven to win. And Aaron Rodgers, he said after the game, the ball stuck in his hand. I don't care. That's an excuse. Make the play. And Green Bay just hasn't been able to make enough plays. They they outplayed the Seahawks in this game. How many times can Green Bay go to Seattle, outplay the Seahawks for 55, 56, 57, 58 minutes, and still lose a football game? What is the mental block? What is... It about this team going to Seattle that no matter how big a lead they jump out too early, another game, another early lead, and another loss for the Packers in Seattle. What is going on? Why does this keep happening? And why all season has this team continually underperformed, continually underachieved, and continually not done the things that they need to do to win games. A good team does not lose this football game. Not up 7-0, not up 14-3, not up 21-17 at halftime or at the end of the third quarter. A good team makes the plays that they have to make to extend that lead. They make the throw to Devontae Adams out in front rather than underthrown, so he has to slow down and give the defensive back time to recover. A throw out in front, it's 14-0, and the game is totally different. Instead, Mason Crosby misses the field goal. The Seahawks come back down. It's 7-3. But the Packers go back out, and they get that touchdown. But then special teams mistakes, penalties, missed throws, and an utter abandonment of the run game. The the lowest number of called runs by Mike McCarthy in his tenure against a team where I said you need to run, run, run. Now Aaron Jones, 11 carries for 40 yards, did not break off the chunk plays, did not gouge this team, the way that he has gashed some other teams and the way that Seattle has has dealt with backs the last few weeks where they've been giving up big yardage totals. But the fact that he can't get some of these third and short calls where they can't even think about running the ball, that is a functional failure from Mike McCarthy and Joe Philbin. And we see it now every week. This team just keeps finding ways to lose football games. And in the last 16 weeks, this team with Aaron Rodgers, with Aaron Rodgers, is 8-7-1. That is not a good team. It might not even be an okay team. 
when you look at some of the wins that they have. Oh, great, they beat Buffalo. Still haven't won a game on the road. Looked horrible against a Lions team that also looks horrible. I mean, what, what is this team? Who are they? And why can't they win these games? And why doesn't it seem to matter to anyone but the fans that they look like garbage every week? Why does no one seem to care? Part of that is that Mike McCarthy as a leader is a very even-keeled coach, and I think that's good in a lot of ways. Aaron Rodgers, a very even-keeled quarterback, that is good in a lot of ways. But this idea that things are just going to work out, this was something that drove me up the wall. And Brewers fans will remember this with Ned Yost. It was like, no matter what happened in the game, it's okay, we play tomorrow. Well, at some point, you run out of games with Aaron Rodgers. You run out of games with his prime, and we may already be there. Given given what we've seen this season from Aaron Rodgers, I mean, we saw Tom Brady. Tom Brady this year does not look like prime Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers does not look like prime Aaron Rodgers, and he's many years younger. What if the best of Aaron Rodgers is gone, and this team squandered it with bad personnel decisions and mediocre coaching? It doesn't seem to matter to them. Because if it mattered, they would play with that spark. They would play with that fire. They would play with that confidence. There is no Aaron Rodgers swagger this season. And part of that is belief in Mike McCarthy. I don't care. Get over it. You're a professional football player. You're the highest played player in football. The highest paid player in league history. So play like it. And lead this team like it. And whatever input you need to give to save Mike McCarthy from himself, you do it. There's no more excuses. I'm done with it. This is unacceptable. This team is too good. They have Aaron Rodgers. That's it. That's all you need to know. This is unacceptable from the Green Bay Packers. And this is the one time that I think fans who say, I wish they had a strong owner, have a point. Because if this were the Dallas Cowboys, and I I would never advocate for having an owner like Jerry Jones, but if this were a team with a strong owner, he would come out and say, this is unacceptable. Packers don't have that. I want to see that then. I want to see that accountability from my head coach, from my general manager, from the leaders on my team, from Aaron Rodgers, from Devontae Adams, from Tremont Williams, from Clay Matthews, from whoever it is. I want to see it. I want to feel it. And I don't. This cannot continue. And that doesn't mean I think it's okay to fire Mike McCarthy in the middle of the season. I don't think that helps anything. This team can still make the playoffs. They can still get a wild card. There's still a ton of winnable games left. But I... It's really tiresome. Week in and week out, this team find, they invent ways to lose. And I don't understand it. You look at the Chicago Bears with Mitch freaking Trubisky and and an inferior offensive line. And that offense can't be stopped. 
They can't be stopped. And yet Aaron Rodgers sacked three times on third down. They go three for 11 on third down. I mean, how does Aaron Rodgers average 11 yards an attempt, throw for 332, and you only score 24 points? What is that? They dominated this football game. They should have won by 14. The Bears, I I hate to do this, but this is the truth. And, And this is how stark the contrast is with coaching right now. The Bears win this same game by 14, maybe 20. They're just better coached. They are. And that's not to say that it's that, that it's not on the players to execute. It is. But this is an institutional failure. And if we're going to make a list of who's most to blame, you've got Aaron Rodgers and you've got Mike McCarthy. They are, they are 1A and 1B, however you want to rank them. Because Green Bay is more talented than Seattle. They're more talented than Detroit. They're more talented than Washington. They have lost to teams they should beat. They've lost to teams that they should be better than. They just aren't. So why aren't they? And why week in and week out is it the same nonsense? It's been the same garbage on special teams for years. Ron Zook's still in charge. Mike McCarthy, oh, I, I still have faith in our coaches. I have faith in our players. I have faith. Why? What evidence do you have to have that faith? What information do you have that suggests to you you should continue to have that faith? What are we doing? I don't understand it and I won't pretend to understand it. Devontae Adams had 10 catches for 166 yards. No touchdowns. It could have been 20 catches. They couldn't cover him. Aaron Jones had five catches for 63 yards. Those were the only two players with more than two catches. And part of that is because Aaron Rodgers won't get rid of the ball. He wants a touchdown every play. And God bless him, I want a touchdown on every play too. But how many times is the check down there and he won't throw it? Looks right at Aaron Jones, won't throw it. How many times is someone open underneath and he wants the deep shot to open up? He waits, he holds the ball, it's a sack. Or he has to break the pocket and he has to throw the ball away. This has to stop. And he is still an incredible talent. He can still make the throws. I mean, the Robert Tanyan touchdown was incredible. The Devontae Adams third and nine deep shot was incredible. He still has that in his arsenal. So why don't we see it play to play? And why does he have to feel like he has to make every play himself rather than just trusting in the system? Trust the play design. And if it's not there, I mean, this is one of those things that is so frustrating. You have that third and short sack where where the Packers tried to run some fake end around and they want to get a deep shot. And I'm sure the premise was, well, if we don't get it, we'll go for it on fourth down. Okay, that's great. I love it. Do that. But then if you're Aaron Rodgers, once that deep shot isn't there, your internal clock has to say, I need to get this ball either to my check down or out of bounds so we can live to fight on fourth down. So I can have fourth and two. Instead of getting sacked, I lose that opportunity, and now the fact that we called this third and two shot play is ruined because I 
was too arrogant to just do what I needed to do rather than trying to do everything myself. Look, playing quarterback is really hard. And I understand that. I know enough to know it's hard. And Aaron Rodgers has played it at a level that we've never seen. He's able to do things we've never seen anyone be able to do. He can make throws no one's ever been able to make. He can do things manipulating defenses with the the 12 men, with the free plays. We've never seen anyone play the position like Aaron Rodgers. But we are getting to the point where it is becoming clear that not only does this offense need an overhaul from a schematic standpoint and a play calling standpoint, more importantly, And this team likely need a new voice in the locker room. Aaron Rodgers needs that voice. Aaron Rodgers needs what Mike McCarthy was for Brett Favre when he came to the franchise. Because Aaron Rodgers is set in his ways. And he thinks he knows the best thing on every play. And usually he does. But he needs a new voice to come in and say, hey, this is how we're going to do it. I need you to trust it. And I need you to just do what I tell you. And you can still do those virtuoso things, those second reaction plays and those you know ridiculous deep throws and sideline throws and on the run throws, still do those things and scramble and be Houdini and do all of the things that make you the incredible player that you are. But I also need you to do the little things and I need you to make your progression reads and I need you to do the things that this offense requires of you. I need you to be the most coachable one on the field and I need you to be the one to set the tone to make sure everyone is on the same page and they believe in what we're doing. That they're pulling the rope in the same direction. I'm not behind the scenes. I'm not in that locker room. I don't know exactly what Rodgers is doing in that locker room or what his attitude is toward Mike McCarthy. This is, this is merely my perception of it from the outside looking in. And from what I see, I see a quarterback who would rather do it himself because he doesn't believe in the scheme. He doesn't believe in his teammates. He doesn't believe in his coaches. And I do think there's some hubris in there. And I'm not saying he's even wrong to feel that way. I'm not saying he's wrong to think that this scheme is is broken, that the play calling is broken. But in some ways, it has broken Aaron Rodgers because he is not the player that we saw at the end of 2016. He wasn't even in 2017 to start the year. And he hasn't been in 2018. That needs to change before anything else can change for the Green Bay Packers. And as I said before this game, it's the reason you could have faith that this team can still make a run because if Aaron Rodgers plays the way Aaron Rodgers is capable of playing, this team can still win a lot of football games. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich. Thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein 
Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season long wins without the season long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. There were a lot of, of calls and texts into the Locked On Packers fan hotline, and I, I appreciate all of them. I want to I want to roll through a bunch of them right now as we as we finish up here. Hello, Peter. What's happening? This one from Sean D. Where in the world did Kyler Fackrell come from? Kyler Fackrell, three sacks, four tackles for loss, four quarterback hits against Russell Wilson on Thursday, and I think it's fair to say. Whether or not Nick Perry is healthy when he gets back, Kyler Fackrell is the new outside linebacker. And a, a potential building block. I mean, I, that is crazy to say. But he now has eight sacks on the season, leads the team by a mile, and he's been their best edge player all season. He was he was there in the passing game, closed down space on a number of throws, got a tip that turned into a Russell Wilson completion to himself. He's been really good. And I was wrong about it. I will admit I was wrong about Kyler Fackrell. This is my Kyler Fackrell mea culpa, something that I didn't think would ever happen. All right, this one from Casey in Homer, Alaska. Hi, Peter. Don't want to beat a dead horse. How many times can McCarthy call a receiver screen quick pass to Adams? Or is that Rodgers not trusting the play call and checking to that play? Most of those are RPOs. So Rodgers has the option based on the look to either hand it off or throw it to Devontae Adams. And it works. Look, Adams gets five, eight, ten yards every time they run it. Uh, They tried to run it with Equinemius St. Brown. He didn't quite get that Rodgers wanted to lead him. It also wasn't a great throw. Look, Rodgers wasn't sharp in this game. With decision-making, with accuracy, it, it was just very bizarre. But I'm not mad about the RPO existing in this offense. I, I frankly wish it were a little bit more prevalent and they had a little bit more options for that RPO because so many other teams are finding so much success with it. Hey, Peter, this is Trevor from Ripon, Wisconsin. First off, there was bad officiating in this football game, but I think Aaron Rodgers is trying to do way too much. There have been so many times where he's holding the ball way too long when Aaron Jones is open for a check down. And I noticed this the most on third and less than five, and he just won't check it down. Jones could easily get 10 yards. Why doesn't he check it down instead of taking a third down sack? Trevor, I don't have an answer for you. I wish I did. I don't. And uh, it's something that I I think he's going to watch this game back on film, and he's going to be frustrated. And and I don't know 
what more he needs to see to realize that there are guys open. Now, there were plenty of play calls that I felt like on third and four where they run a bunch of deep routes and there's no safety valve. And I think McCarthy sort of builds in, well, if if it's not open, Rodgers can make a play, pick up four yards with his legs, and we'll go from there. And that just, that just isn't going to work consistently. The Seattle played very disciplined with their rush lanes, and the secondary held up. I would say most of the sacks in this game were coverage sacks. Rodgers got to his back foot. His first option wasn't there. He tried to get to his second option, and by the time he did, the pocket started to close down. Those are coverage sacks. And and Rodgers needs to be smarter, and he needs to he needs to be able to to figure out. Okay, I need to throw this ball away, or I need to get to my second read, or whatever. I think M- Mike McCarthy can do a better job of moving the pocket. I thought that was something that they should have done more consistently, as especially on third down when they were consistently getting pressure and having issues. Move the pocket, get Rodgers on the run, on the move, and give him a run pass option. Easy fix. Is it fair to put this loss on Rodgers? He was sacked multiple times on third down and had to and had his dump out route and had his dump route open in two of them. Then on the final drive, he refused to throw the dump on first down and threw an incompletion instead, giving up three and four yards in the end, losing the game. Matthew from Cape Cod. Yeah, I did that. This has always been who Rodgers is. And when the offense bogs down, it's when they can't consistently get balance. So they hit those big plays, and they hit. They did hit those big plays. Since 2006, only two other quarterbacks have have hit plays of 50 or more air yards in the same game, Nick Foles and Ben Roethlisberger. They hit shot plays, and it didn't matter because they weren't able to get first downs consistently. They weren't able to pick up seven when they needed four. And those are the things that you need Randall Cobb for and you need Jimmy Graham for. So I don't want to downplay the effective injuries in this game. I think they certainly affected defensively. That's another reason why you go for it on fourth down. And there are a couple contributing factors here. Let's get to them. Hey, hello, Peter. Ben from Utah here. I feel like we we have been using up the majority of our timeouts in the second half well before the end of the game. That puts pressure on our defense and offense in several games. Would it be better to take the delay of game penalty than use up all our timeouts and prevent a stop comeback from happening? Well, yeah. And they've done the math, and a delay of game is worth the five yards to keep your timeouts. It just is. And on third down, most of the time, I understand, okay, you're gonna if it's third and nine, you don't want to take the delay of game. If it's third and four, take the delay of game. Because third and nine is manageable. You can, you can manage that, and you need the timeout. So the Packers couldn't challenge the Tyler Lockett non-catch because they only had the one timeout, and they knew they needed to save that. Well... They had just burned one of those timeouts because they couldn't get the play in and lined up. This is something the Packers rep, and they still couldn't get it right. And then this, Corey from Minnesota. Seriously, there's a difference between trusting your defense and not going for it on fourth and two. When you only have one timeout, Daniels is out, Clark is hobbled, and facing the top-rushing team in the league. Why? Again, I was not furious at the time about the call. I didn't think it was a terrible call. I understand why they did it. I would have gone. I think they should have gone. But you know what I would have loved? I would have loved Rodgers looking at Mike McCarthy and saying, we're going for it. But he didn't because he was he was pouting about the throw that he had just made. That, that it just, it, it can't happen. This game can't end like this. Rodgers 
terrible throw on third and two, lack of conversion. You don't go for on fourth and two, and then your defense can't get a stop. The game just can't end that way. So that's your offense's fault. That's your defense's fault. That's your coach's fault. Everyone is at blame. That is why this is yet another institutional failure from the Green Bay Packers. This episode is brought to you by Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing with Philips One. This one is the ideal one for those who are still using an old school manual toothbrush. To all those people, it's time to take your brushing one level up. The solution is a simple one. It's the perfect timing one. It's the long-lasting battery-powered or USB rechargeable one. That comes in multiple colors to match you one. The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com slash one. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-S dot com slash O-N-E. This episode is brought to you by Shell. College football is best enjoyed at home. You know, the home that has no rooms because it's a stadium of 70,000 screaming fans. But wherever you are, ESPN and Shell can take your fandom further with savings up to 15 cents per gallon for Fuel Rewards members at Shell. Welcome home, football fans. Terms and conditions apply. See fuelrewards.com slash fuel your fandom for details. Shell is an official sponsor of ESPN College Football. ESPN, the ESPN logo, and ESPN College Football are registered trademarks of ESPN Incorporated. Enjoy your weekend off. Go do something productive. Enjoy your Saturday. Watch Syracuse beat Notre Dame. Enjoy your Sunday. Don't watch football. Just take a break. Go go see the new uh, the new Harry Potter prequel, or you know, go to go to a rock climbing wall. Go skiing. There's snow in a lot of places now. Go ski. Go do something and blow some steam off. Get away from the frustration of this Packers season because you deserve it. What you don't deserve is the way this team continues to break your heart and doesn't seem to care that they're doing it. Doesn't seem to to have the fire to make the necessary changes. And frankly, it doesn't play smart enough football all the way around to consistently get the job done. The calls and the texts are continuing to stream in. Remember, you can always send me questions at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can also send them to the podcast at Locked on Packers. Follow both on Twitter if you can, if you have a Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter, you could probably stay off Twitter. It probably will help your sanity. Remember to subscribe to the show, leave a review, let other people know that you like this show, even if you don't like what's going on with the Packers season right now. And anytime you want to hit up the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do it at 920-341-3775 because no matter how frustrating and how disappointed you are with the Packers season, they are still your team and you have to stay Locked On Packers.